Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm really excited about today's guest. She's raw, she's authentic, she's honest. Her name is Angie Coley, and she helps entrepreneurs, founders, and company leaders get better at peopling. But most importantly, she's a podcast host titled Permission to Kick Ass. Today is talking about a FU fund, living life on your terms. <laughs> and I love I love people taking control of themselves and in this very chaotic, crazy world. So uh, Angie, welcome. Hey, thank you. That's like, I need to record that and set that as my ringtone. That, that just feels like such a great way to wake up the hype squad. Thank you so much. Yeah, I know. Uh, Tell people, you know, about your story and we will talk, you know, get into it. It's going to be a very interesting conversation. So many interesting ideas. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if we go back about 13 years and I promise I won't get too long and involved. I thought I was going to make a career in TV development. That is where I got I got my master's degree. I did all my internships and I got laid off from the Oprah Winfrey Network. Mm. Darn it. Like, there goes that dream. And then of course it was a hard time to get work in LA. It was right around the great recession is still in full effect. And I, I was in real danger of losing my apartment. And so I read this book about just on a whim about copywriting, which is a form of advertising writing and just decided, yeah, I could do that. And stumbled my way through over a decade of being a copywriter, work my way up to running teams and then building a freelance business based on all of this. So I very much know the struggles of like, well, this is the way I thought it was going to go. And now out of necessity, I have to build something different. And I'm not necessarily a great builder. So I'm going to have to stumble and fumble my way through this and figure it out. And I made every mistake in the book building my writing career. I, I set prices based on what I thought people could afford. I really didn't have much in the way of savings to support myself. I didn't really believe in the value that I had to offer people because I always got that message that uh, starving artist, right? If you if you go after a writing career, you're going to be fighting it out for pennies. Not actually the case. Uh, you get to set your own prices, and you get to decide if you're going to be, you know, the caviar or if you're going to be fish sticks and serve people accordingly, right? And there's nothing wrong with either of those. There's a time and place for fish sticks, and there's a time and place for caviar. But you get to decide where on that spectrum you fall. Yeah, I so, love it. Yeah, that's that's kind of like the super high level. <laughs> I love your approach to life and um, really because um, you realize that people that are still W2 and, you know, have to punch in and clock out, you know, submit time and all of that, they don't realize that basically your life is is in your control. And um, they, they still think, you know, there's still these um, ideas around, you know, job security. Uh, but, um, mm -hmm. but slowly as life is, digitized and the internet and blockchain and social media ai you know more and more people especially after 2020 realize that they have to go out and create their income so uh and you did it as oh well. yes 
So one thing is, uh, and I love this um, this idea of uh, you, you have it. Uh, I love how you structure it. You have this um, no fluff, just results, a contrarian approach. Mm-hmm. And, uh, tell us about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one I think is is to team and client management. And that I, I am a coach for one of my friend's programs that teaches freelancers to build a more sustainable business. And there's a whole lot of permission seeking in this, especially for those of us. And I'll say the same thing. Like I came from a corporate world too. There were things that it was all these unspoken rules about things that you could and couldn't do. And like, I couldn't tell the client that I'm taking this time off. I got to say, does this time? No, you got to ask for permission to take time off in the corporate world, in the freelance world, in the business world, you tell your clients when you're going to be gone so that they can plan accordingly. This is not a permission-based situation. And I just tell people, okay, cool. I've got a vacation coming up in about a month that's actually going to fall in the middle of this project. But I think we can move these deliverables here and we can move those deliverables there. And that really shouldn't impact the timeline that we've set up, right? You can see the difference between, I don't know if I could take this one on because I got a vacation scheduled in the middle of it. No, I've already decided I'm taking a vacation because that's a choice I made for me. And I don't need permission from somebody I'm working with to take that. And it's the same with, you know, clients, if if they want to get my phone number and they want to call me after hours, as an example, I've had that happen in my writing business. And I say, you know, unlike in physician, uh, the profession, we don't deal in saving lives in writing. We really don't, unless it's just, you know, stopping an existential, existential crisis. So there's no emergency in advertising writing that would necessitate somebody being able to get a hold of me at midnight. So they don't get my phone number. But I don't tell them all of that because that will be a little bit too much upfront in your face sass. So I say, hey, actually, I communicate better via email. So that is the fastest way that you can get a hold of me. And if something comes up that we can't solve via email, I'm happy to set up a Loom video or a Zoom call and we can talk it out. But they don't get my phone number. And no matter how much they persist, I just keep saying, I communicate better, better via email. You'll have much better results if you can email me. I love this. And what you're describing is uh, setting boundaries and basically protecting mm-hmm. your energy from leeches and, you know, naysay, just people just trying to grab your time and attention and you're just kind of pulled everywhere. Yes. Um, yeah. Then you, then you talk about uh, stop. <laughs> I love this. Stop playing nice. And, uh, you know, yes. this, this idea of like, yeah, describe it more. Well, I think the interesting thing that I learned over the course of building my own business was that I had, especially being socialized as a woman, right? I didn't want people to not like me. I thought if somebody (laughs) didn't like me, that 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 was the end of the business relationship. And it led me to being a little bit timid in the way that I dealt with people. And I'd be like, is that okay? What really happens when I acted that way was that they didn't like me because they were hiring somebody to come in and be a business leader to tell them, okay, I see this gap. Here's how I think we should approach this. This is what I need from you. This is the timeline that we're on. And like, bam, 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 I know what I'm doing. So it's not rude, it's not mean, it's not demanding to come into a situation where someone's paying you to be the expert and say, this is how I work. This is what I need from you. If we're going to be successful, Let's all collaborate on this. And of course, if something doesn't work along the way, we'll fix it. But me coming in and not telling them how things were going to run was actually shaking their faith in me and making that it was achieving the exact thing I was trying to avoid by speaking up for myself. So I I like to tell people, uh, 
there, there's a conversation in the zeitgeist right now about boundary setting, especially with some big high profile celebrity issues that have come up. But I, I generally agree with the sentiment that boundary setting has nothing to do with the person that you're talking to, right? It has everything to do, do with knowing myself. I need to know how I work best being contacted by email. I need to know that I need rest and believe that I deserve it. I set vacation time off. And so all I'm doing is telling a person, this is what I need to do my best work. And then I'm dropping it there. If they persist past that line and decide, nah, you don't need a vacation. No, you definitely need to give me your phone number. I go, this doesn't work for me. I think you probably need somebody different that can meet your needs. I don't think I'm that person. I wish you the best of luck. And it's not about me trying to control them with my boundaries or tell them lay down the law, Dwayne Johnson style. <laughs> <laughs> I just tell them what I need. And if they can't meet that, that's cool. That's cool. We're humans. There's 8 billion more people in the world I can talk to. It's fine. And um, <laughs> I, I really like your um, approach. And um, so talk about this. Uh, it's always been, uh, talk about this idea of this, um, you know, people talk about FU money or FU fun. Mm, oh, yes. We we're talking about that backstage. I mean, I think we're all adults, right? And I think we all know the importance of savings, but it's hard to prioritize that, especially if you come from a place, like I come from a background of having to live paycheck to paycheck. And I had to get really good at saying every extra dollar that I have, if I get an unexpected birthday check or something like that, an extra project comes in this month that I didn't account for, all of that money goes into this fund. And FU does stand for exactly what you think it stands for. Um, where I think a lot of people get in trouble when they're building their businesses is they either don't have a savings or they don't have enough in savings and they don't feel like they can walk away from any client situation. And just like with boundaries, you have to be able to say no to any project or any client that is causing you problems. If you are dependent on one client, on one project, and you need this thing to go through or you're going to suffer, you've already set yourself up for some pretty big struggles, right? So you have to think about what would make you feel comfortable walking away from a project. How much money do you need in the bank to go to a person? Hey, you know, unfortunately, I was really excited about working together. This is not working for a variety of reasons. So what I'd like to do is offer you this refund back. I'm going to refer you out to someone else because I don't think I can complete this project. And does that disappoint them that I can't stay on and finish the project? Yes. But can I tell them no in a professional way that has them going, okay, well, that makes sense. That's that's fine. Yeah, I don't know if that answered the question entirely, but like having that in the background, letting you know that no matter who you're talking to and what kind of money they offer to throw at you, if it doesn't work for you, if it makes you feel icky, if you feel disrespected or pushed, you don't have to continue working with them because it's not going to ruin you financially. Yeah. And that's the ultimate it's freedom basically it's freedom you have you know you don't need their money you can create your own um i have mm -hmm. a really good friend that you know she's she you know she's a digital nomad but she's a thriving coaching Ooh. business and she has this saying that was really interesting was um five words it's this isn't working for me and basically mm -hmm. and basically you just if things aren't working out and you basically just tell them and move on and if there's no hard feelings you yeah. just you know um I, yeah i love that the other question is uh, basically in this day and age if you could go back to your you know original self what would that one piece of advice be 
My goodness. If I could talk to a younger me, I would probably throttle her, first of all, because younger me was very, very stubborn. I knew everything in my 20s. I don't know if that's true for you or not. It certainly was the case for me. Now, the older I get, the more I realize I don't have any idea how anything's working. Yay me for surviving. Um, so if I could go back in time and talk to younger me, I would tell me to trust myself. Uh, you know a lot more than you give yourself credit for. And you have the capability to figure things out even when you don't know what to do next. So don't believe people who tell you that there's a path and there's a plan and there's steps. And if you don't follow this one particular path or this series of steps that you're going to fall on your face and everybody will laugh at you, um, especially if you're just starting out, nobody's watching. Fall on your face as often as you need to. Get it out of the way before you've built a big platform. And even then, if you fall on your face on a big platform, you get to go. <laughs> Well, that hurt. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm still here. Um, so yeah, trust myself. I spent too much time trying to follow paths that other people prescribed for me on the pursuit of success. And I feel like if I had trusted myself a lot earlier in the game, I'd be a lot further. Yeah. It's quite interesting because it's like society is like, uh, it's, and I think the media is part, majority of it. It's like, they're trying to promote this consumerism lifestyle. And so- mm -hmm. They give you this prescription, you know, this very regimen, which works for about 2%, but then 98% doesn't really. Yeah. And then you have all these problems with, you know, mental illness, poverty, you know, all these problems. And, you know, it's mm -hmm. people are still, they're not, they're not awake. They're not awake. They're not conscious of these messages. And, and I think really the pandemic really shook people a lot and just woke people up and, you know, people are just daydreaming going through life. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. There was a way to, to get to success. And until we had that global disruption, we just really didn't realize how kind of entrenched it had gotten. I started writing my book before the pandemic, and I had this section called You Are Not Safe, which talked about the security, like this false sense of job security that we've got when we've got a steady paycheck coming in. And I had to research all kinds of stats about random mass layoffs and what happens when you are a piece of a machine that you don't control and somebody who doesn't know you and doesn't understand your value has to decide who goes and who stays. And like, it doesn't matter if you're an A player. And so, I mean, no doubt about it, the pandemic was horrible. But if there's anything to be grateful of what happened in the aftermath, I think a lot of people realize that the old system was not sustainable, doesn't work for the most of us. So many more of us than we thought can work remotely and you're not safe. Anything that you can build for yourself has a much higher chance of success because nobody's going to care about what you need to do more than you. And you can be your own best advocate. And if you have a shortfall this month, you can go, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to hustle more and see if I can dig up more clients or I'm going to sell some blood or I'm going to, you can hustle to make up that shortfall and you don't have to go begging to a boss for an advance or anything like that right you have more power in something that you build and so i'm a big fan love that um and really with the internet and technology social media and um and it's so so much it's much cheaper and it's um so much easier to fail fast fat fail early fail cheaply you know as you kind of quote stumble your way but and it's and it's like, and it's like almost like uh, society paints this like beautiful picture, the way 
we're supposed to live, but it's, you know, actually mm-hmm. success is, you know, success is messy. You know, there's, there's really bad days or yes. high days. It's like, you know, but, you know, media, again, media paints it as like, you know, you're supposed to be, have it all by your teens and, you know, be a billionaire by you. <laughs> but, um, oh, I've got a great story about that. You would laugh because I've been a digital nomad for two and a half years, but a lot of people don't actually know because I really don't share a whole lot about my travels online. I'm definitely not the picturesque, like, look at me, perfectly (laughs) posed over here in front of this. And the reason why was because right as I was leaving my last kind of corporate job, I was running the marketing team for a very high powered, like celebrity marketer. And I decided to leave that to start my podcast and write my book. And the same week, the same week, six days after I turned in my notice, my now ex-partner was like, it's not working. Uh, I'm leaving. And so I went from having, you know, the long-term partner buying the house, having the job, having the life to like, nothing is in place anymore. My whole world is topsy-turvy. So sometimes you just have to decide to go for it and commit and trust yourself to figure out a way because I had opportunities in the wake of that breakup, right? I could go back to the job. I could move in with parents. I could buy my own place, but I didn't really like that. That was right at the beginning of the pandemic housing boom. This is October of uh, 2020. Something in my soul said, you know what? You don't know where to go, but it's time to go find it. And so I packed what little I had in a tiny castle. I'm a Tetris master, by the way, um, along with my cat. And we started driving to all the places in the States that I have always wanted to see. And that was my way of dealing with the imperfect of dealing with the messy and the reason that i tell that story is a little bit a little bit because you can decide to do something and trust yourself to figure it out right that message to a younger me but also there's always a whole lot going on behind the scenes of anybody's perfect insta story that they're not sharing with you in fact i think like eight months into the trip people were like i need to know tell me more about your travels i want to learn more And I wrote a very, you can find it on my website. It's called, I don't want to be your effing breakup guru. Because I had this story in my head about if I write about what I'm doing, if I share my travels, then I have to share this whole big, messy, grieving process post-breakup. We all know what a broken heart is like. And I didn't want to do it. And I didn't want to proclaim to be happy and perfect. So maybe someday I'll write a travel book and share all of the stories and the videos I took on my travels. But like, there's people that are living it out in front of the camera who may or may not be sharing the whole truth. There are people that are living it behind the scenes that don't share for other reasons. Like you can create any kind of reality that you want. It just starts from figuring out what you want from in the first place, giving yourself permission to actually go for it and then trusting yourself to figure it out along the way. You know, this really great, uh, it's uh, the universe has your back. And once you decide mm-hmm. to commit, everything conspires to help you achieve that goal. Um, and, I love uh, that. Yeah. And your your trek reminds me of uh, Liz Gilbert, the Eat, Pray, Love, uh, Carrie Bradshaw, and Sex in the City. You know those types of characters, um, which is so fascinating. Oh yeah, <laughs> you uh, people told me that like you're on your own Eat, Pray, Love journey, and I was like, it's more like Eat, 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 because that, <laughs> that's all I'm doing at all of these places. I, I'm definitely a foodie, so if you have recommendations and you're in a town I'm in, tell me where the food is, I will join you. Uh-huh. Um, But the funny thing is that what came out of all of these travels was another business opportunity that I never would have seen if I hadn't decided to commit to it and trust myself to figure it out. So someone came to visit me in Savannah and just kind of threw out offhand. I got more done on this front porch 
hanging out with you casually in the last five days than I've managed to do at home in the last five months. And my brain went, "Uh uh-huh. I wonder if there are people out there that would like to travel with me and would like to do crazy adventure things and eat good food. And so I started talking about this idea with a business buddy of mine who throws out, yeah, you should sell it. It's a retreat. Call it Eat, Play, Launch. And so (laughs) I do actually have an event where people come travel with me, work on their businesses, and it's called Eat, Play, Launch. So I didn't plan on telling you about that, but you mentioned Elizabeth Gilbert. So it seems fortuitous. Yeah, synchronous. How can people contact you, follow you, check out your work, um, you know, reach out to you, et cetera? Yeah. So I've got a website, permissiontokickass.com. That's all one word. Also got a podcast and the book is coming out in December of 2023. Depending on when you listen to this, it may not be out yet. It may be out yet. Uh, Best way to find out about how to get that or how to attend a retreat if you want to is at permissiontokickass.com. Sign up for emails. I let my list know first. I'm also on social media as either Permission to Kick Ass or Angie Coley. Just look me up. And uh, for all the audience out there, let's thank Angie for coming onto the show. Really engaging fireside chat conversation. Um, I love this, uh, just this idea of becoming your own. And um, she's also the host of Permission to Kick Ass. All these links will be in the uh, show notes. And thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week